Hello and welcome to just another Liverpool podcast with me, your host, Stuart Jones, and my co-host, Matt Wood. We talk about how Liverpool have gotten on in their latest Premier League fixture, giving our views and opinions on how the players performed in that match, how other results went in that game week, also a quick review on Liverpool's next fixture in the league and finishing on our fantasy football scores. Now... Last week's podcast, um, well, we focused on Man United's performance and um, how that went, a show we both were very pleased with when we finished recording. It's our best one to date, wasn't it? Yeah, um, but unfortunately, my co-host, corn producer slash technician, accidentally left his Bluetooth speakers on in the background, which... um, Long story cut short, um, interfered with our recording, unbeknownst to us, until I get a phone call on the way home telling me the recording was basically shite. <laughs> so, fitting... Which some people could say is an improvement on what we usually put out. <laughs> so, fittingly, in Halloween week, we'll just have to call that the Phantom Show. So, let's get... How long did it take to come up with that one, Stu? Uh, quite quick, you know, yeah. on the way here. Um, so yeah, on I accept to... full responsibility for that, Stu. I know you. Um, it's two apologies in in two podcasts now, isn't it? Even though, Nobody yeah, the know. listeners didn't get to hear last week's apology. No, we but don't need to bring that. Up, we don't do need we? to bring that one up. No, yeah. it does. It doesn't matter. Yours is the most recent. Yeah. Failure. So anyway, let's get on to Liverpool and how they performed against Spurs in game week ten. Uh, Matty, do you want to take it away? Yeah, um, I thought we thought we played really well. Um, obviously, we had the setback of um, the goal right in the first minute of the game. Um, but again, I felt it was really interesting to see another. I guess you could see. I, I guess you could say uh, top side who've come to really just adjust the whole game to try and stop us and not focus on perhaps attacking us. Um, I guess you could say because it really was similar to how the United game went the other week when they got a goal. It was very much like have what we hold. Now, it's like teams are, are, are kind of scared of us in a way and it's um, it's just a matter of us being able to, to break them down. So um, even though we did uh, concede that early goal, I think it quite quickly become evident in the game that we would. It, it was a matter of time, basically. I mean, yeah. it, there was a spell in the, in the first half. We were really like bombarding um, their goalkeeper. Um, you know how it only managed, uh, or how we didn't manage to score actually in the first half was a bit of a miracle, really. Um, and then yeah, I think there's just for me watching it, it was just an inevitability that we'd get the equaliser and then we'd go on and get the. Uh, get the second one as well. There was a little bit of um, pressure then of the the last kind of five minutes or so of the, the the game that we had to see through um, when Spurs actually did react a little bit towards the end. But um, I never felt too concerned really that um, we weren't going to get um, all three points. Is that is that how you how you yeah. saw it? Um, just reiterate what you said really. I think we looked really good for the win. Um, it did look like it was going to be one of those days at times where, like, you know, the keeper was having a blinder. Like, you could say a lot of our shots were straight at him. But 
yeah, on the whole, yeah, three points deservedly so yeah. for us. It's funny that that term one of those days, isn't it? Because one of our good friends happened to to message that across and they draw in the game saying, oh, oh, it's yeah. looking like it's going to be one of those days. I looked at it and thought, well, hang on a minute, we ha- we haven't lost. When was the last time that we lost a, a league game at Anfield? I think it's, it's 2017. Yeah, it's, it's, it's around like two years or something like that. Yeah. It's like 45 games unbeaten. Like I feel now, anyway, I don't know if other people are different, but like I'm, watch- I'm sat there watching it thinking, and even when we are 1-0 win- down, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that we're gonna come back yeah. into the game, and That's I think what I, feel like. I think yeah. that seed's like planted in the heads of like the opposition as well when they play Liverpool. Even if they do get into a position where uh, if they take the lead in the game or, or whatever it might be, you know they might be close in the game at various points. I think there's almost that psychology there that they know that Liverpool are just so superior mentally that. It will eventually, um, ter- you know, turn round type thing, and I just, I, I, I've not, I'm not really worried at all watching it. Um, in that sense, I'm always confident that we'll, yeah. we'll generate enough chances and have enough like big game moments I've, for us to. I've mentioned to turn on, it around, really. on the previous show on the previous show, like we're just like a machine, really, and I think I, again mentioned on another show where we are looking like a, a kind of Ferguson team. Where an Alex Ferguson team, where we just don't give up, play yeah. till the final whistle, and yeah, like you say, I've got that confidence in watching us yeah. now. It's the, you you never fear you never fearing like we we were you know, you know a year year or two ago where you know you're on the edge of your seat mm-hmm. you you're worrying going oh you know we're gonna lose this we're gonna lose this, but yeah. the mental strength. And the the mental side of the game is absolutely huge, and I don't. That's I don't the biggest think, I don't think there's a team, any other team, um, out there that demonstrates that more than us. Because if you look at us on, we've got a lot of good players, but if you compare us to, you know, even Man City, you can say you know, if you compare the squad as a whole, player for player, you could argue they've got you know more ability, but. The mentality of our team in being able to just grind out a result from any circumstance and just have that relentless mentality of game after game, just churning out the wins, good performance, bad performance, indifferent. It doesn't really matter. Like it's it's we're getting um, over the line, aren't we? Yeah, and uh, you've got to say that that's. I think Henderson did an interview after the game, and he pretty much put that down to Klopp. You know what he's done. Um, and how he's um, really drilled that into the players, really, that's that type of mentality. So I think just, just that mental capacity to be able to to keep going, um, to believe, you know, not get... We've probably seen Liverpool sides in the past, and I think of um, uh, perhaps a good exa- example currently is perhaps Arsenal, where they're, they're at the other end of the spectrum, like... They're mentally fragile, if you yeah. know what I mean. If they concede a goal, suddenly it's a bit like shit. Um, it's gonna collapse here. Yeah. Whereas we're the complete opposite. We concede a goal in the first minute, and it's like no worries. We've got we've got this under control. Yeah. Like, and that that whole confidence breeds throughout the throughout the crowd and um and and the players on the pitch really. So yeah, 
I think it's, yeah, it's huge, isn't it? It's a it's a big win, like they all are. But I think even more so coming after that draw with United, obviously City win winning on the Saturday. You know, like a draw against Spurs, it would have meant another two points that City would have gained on us. So you know, it's another important win. Yeah. Especially with a City game coming up. Yeah. yeah. Um, should we move on to player performances? Anyone's yeah. stood out or? Look, look um, I, I don't know well I guess if you look at the game chronologically from their you know looking at their first goal I think a lot of fingers were pointed at Henderson's contribution um, him overrunning the ball yeah Um. so I think there was a lot of, there was a lot of chatter about his his performance I think it was fantastic the way he um, turned that around in the, in the second half especially you know got that goal first one um at Anfield for like four years or whatever it was. Um, we know that like, um, his goal record isn't the best. Um, it's certainly like one of, one area of his game I've always felt is probably like his main weakness, like the fact that he's not a goal scoring threat. But it was funny that, um, that's come about after that game in midweek that we had where Oxlade Chamberlain obviously got a couple of goals and he's a much bigger goal threat yeah. from outside the box and then suddenly people are calling for him to be starting so for Henderson to be able to respond especially after giving away the ball which led to their first goal for him to then get that equaliser um you know it, it shows um it shows what character he's got and yeah like I think it shows also like you're saying about that mm-hmm. mentioning Henderson I think, like now Chamberlain performed in midweek. I think it shows you that Klopp for the big games, I put a bet on now that he'll always use that that free pivot in midfield. Fabinho, Wijnaldum, Henderson, they're like his most, you know, he, who he can trust. Yeah. In specific like jobs that he's telling them to do, they will do it. Yeah, I think we've we've said before, and I think that's definitely the go to midfield three. I think that's obvious now in the in the bigger games, if you like. Yeah. Um, against the perceived tougher tougher opposition, um, that's generally the combination in midfield. Fabinho just seems to play regardless, but then the the other two, is like Wijnaldum and Henderson. I think there was a little bit of pressure there because of the the Champions League game where um. Uh, Chamberlain got those two goals and Cater. I thought Cater did all right. I think people, from what I was seeing um, on Twitter and things like that, a few people were going a little bit overboard on Cater. I thought I thought he did all right, but I didn't think he was spectacular. Yeah, but yeah, in any case, um, you know there was a little bit of pressure on 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 Henderson's shoulders there um, to to react uh, to that and then to react. Um, to their first goal as well, so I was made made up for him that he, he got that got that equaliser. You know, like say he doesn't doesn't score often, but he's one of those players as well. When he does score, like you can see the raw emotion. Mm. Um, he's just pumped up, isn't he? That's what you want to see from your captain. That's yeah. what you want to see from your captain. I know people yeah. don't necessarily, um, really take to him as captain, but that's the, that's the attributes I see him. Uh, seeing him and I think that's that's why he's the captain because he does have that that raw passion I don't think there's a um, there's not a single player I don't think there who, who doesn't want Liverpool to, to succeed uh, more than him I don't think I think mm. that's that's evident the way he kind of um, the way he does play so 
Is that you finished? That's my eulogy on, on yeah, Henderson. Henderson yeah. Yeah. Are, are you going to slag him off now? No, 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 no. Um, don't worry. No. When, when he plays ball, I will slag do. him off. But no, I thought he had. I thought he had a good game. Um, you know, that that you know, uh, conceding the ball, um, which led to the goal. It's mm. it's just one of those things that happens, doesn't it? And like you say, his performance after that. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think the last couple of games or so he hasn't quite been at his usual level because you remember the was it Sheffield United away. I don't think he was that good, and then United away. He was okay, but then he got moved to the right in the second half and was pretty ineffective. So he has had a couple of games where he hasn't been great. Well, just to you know what you said there about him putting on him on the right. Mm. Klopp actually did that, didn't he, in the second half against Spurs. To kind of like counter Danny Rose pushing on Trent, and obviously that's where Hen- Henderson was mm. on the right. That's what led to the goal. Yeah, yeah. he was pushing more behind him, out, yeah. out yeah. wide. Um, let's move on to a bad performance. I thought. Let's move on to Mr. Dejan Lovren. Dejan now, Lovren. before we start we had, on him, we had some Lovren it, appreciation. Exactly in the Phantom Show um, after the United game, I actually praised Lovren for he thought he played really well. The Phantom Show. <laughs> But then in uh, against Genk, I thought, yeah, hey, this is this is the usual Lovren here. You know, the goal came from him, and then I was against Spurs. Mm. Um, I thought he was awful, really dreadful. Yeah, do you know what? Like I, was it the Leicester game? I thought he did. He came in a bit out of the blue, and I thought he did really well. That Genk game, I thought he did okay, apart from giving away the cheap possession, which led to their goal. Mm-hmm. And then against, he's always suspect for that though. And like, he does give you a chance sometimes, definitely. Um, but more so I, than Matip, because I know we we have been praising Matip, but the one critique you can have of Matip is he gives like the ball away sometimes when he like tries to play these like through passes, yeah, which don't come off. With Lovren, it seems to be his decision making, which is yeah, really decision, poor decision making and and concentration and. Harry Kane. Oh, yeah. He just... he, he, he clear, Clearly, I think there's it's a... It's his bogey player, isn't it? He can't deal yeah. with him, jostling but him. Like we were saying about... Yeah. Like I was saying about mentality before, you know, as a team thinking we're going to win and the other team thinking, oh no, it's Liverpool, we're going to lose. You can bet that Harry Kane, when he knows he's playing against Lovren, he thinks, yeah, I fancy this today. Yeah. I'm going to just, you know, every ball in the air, I'm going to win that. And he's got that. I think he's got a mental edge over him. Um, I to be honest, like What's the, the majority of players in Liverpool squad now. I because I haven't really got a problem. Do you know, watching Liverpool for however many years, there's always players there where you go, oh, the crap, they're not good enough. Like I, I haven't really got. I don't think there's anyone really in the squad. And I, the, Lovren, I, he's well, been there long well, this enough. This is the, this is the point I'm trying to get to. Like I. I think he's still worthy of a place in the squad. Like I don't, I don't think he's. I agree. I don't think he's there. first choice. But he's probably fourth. He's probably it fourth. Been Gomez. Yeah. He's probably fourth. Um, but that doesn't mean to say that he was picked on that Man United performance. Um, that's why he started for Spurs. But surely after that Spurs performance, he's got to sit out the next game. He's got to set out against Villa. 
Yeah, he's got to bring Gomez. Obviously, Matip depending on Matip, Matip's, yeah. Matip's got to be pushed straight in for me. But then it's got to be think, Gomez. Yeah, I think it's because that's the thing with Gomez. The way he's, if we but, keep on, if Klopp keeps on kind of like putting him on the periphery, and especially if he's fourth choice to Lovren, he's going to be pushing. For this the is move. this this is my argument about think players like this though. There's a reason why the fourth choice. Do you know what I mean? Like he came in and had a good game against Leicester, but then if he if he continued to have really good games, then he'd be he'd be in the first eleven, wouldn't he? So he's not he's not going to be perfect. It's like if you look at someone like Origi. Oh yeah, in if, and he, out the team. if he was brilliant every single game, he'd be in the team. But he's not. He's not quite good enough to be in the starting eleven. But he's yeah. He can contribute in so the you, season. So great? I I still I'm still of the belief that he can contribute like he did against Leicester. I think he's um, prone to a mistake. I think he has lapses in judgment. Definitely, but I also think. I actually think he's had a lot of solid games for Liverpool. Well, that does go under the radar because a lot of his mistakes... They lead to um, goals. Well, not even mistakes, but a lot of his, like say, lapses, they they tend to um, get magnified a little bit. But, yeah. So, against know. Villa, Matt Ips out. Yeah. Who, who do you put? Who's your preference then? <laughs> Matt um, Gomez. He's Gomez got to be given a chance. One, cause, like, I think he has, yeah, in fairness. But right. Gomez has come on a couple of times, and I know it's difficult when it's a few, a few minutes to go. But he hasn't convinced me lately. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be against Gomez starting. I think that's what you know. You've always looked at it and gone longer term. Is it going to be Gomez and Van Dijk anyway? So it makes sense to test that again at some at some stage. Um, who else stood out for you? Uh, I've got Trent circles. I thought he must have. I think for me, him and Fabinho were like the standout. Well, who was your players. who was you, who was your man in the match? I seen Jamie Carragher give it to Manny. For me, it yeah, was tre- it was Trent. I thought Manny was good as well. To be fair, like apart from the last five minutes where Trent was looking, um, you know, he was like out of position defensively, like the last five minutes or ten minutes in the game. But apart from that, like his, like. Attacking ability with like the cross crossing the ball and his his drive uh, to the byline at times. I just, I just thought he was brilliant. Yeah, R- really. His, his, his passing was his passing was absolutely first class. Like some of his switches, the technique he's got on his cut. He, he, I don't know if you you've noticed, but he proper like cuts the ball. It's not like do you know on some of his crosses it's different because he he like kind of curls it, but when he's doing that cross field mm. to like. Robertson sometimes he's got this like he cuts across the ball and it's yeah, like such, cipher. Yeah, it's such a lovely technique. But uh, yeah, he was absolutely spraying some of those balls. I thought, and when we need when we were, um, down in the game, we needed that quick switch of play, um, to move them around a little bit. Like he was able to do that. I thought he was brilliant. There was one um chance as well in the first half that he teed up for Mane. He should have probably scored with a header. I think well, he, he is our like main outlet. The ball always seems to start from him all the time. Yeah. He's definitely used more than Robertson, I think, as an outlet for tr- trying to get that ball in the box. Yeah. I think he was up there for man of the match, but the only thing I would say is there were, again, occasions where he just vacates that, that yeah. space, doesn't he? Well, you know teams, what? Are on, teams are on to it, and yeah. I would say... They target it. If you're being, you know, 
if you're being critical of Liverpool and if you was on opposition looking at Liverpool, I think it's obvious where you where you target and teams are starting to do that a little bit. You you just find that little space in behind them because he he bombs on yet and that's one thing and you can have people covering round for that and you can allow for that. But sometimes when he's sometimes when he's in a line, do you know when we're defending there was an I can't think of the exact um instance of when it what developed afterwards but the back four was in a line and there was somebody driving um I think it might have been Sissoko or something something like that, was driving mm. forward with the ball and all he needs to do is just hold his position. He jumps out of his position, vacates the space behind him and then it's just slid through. Yeah. It's that type just that little positional thing where you're just thinking like he needs to just tidy that up a little bit. But on the ball, like fantastic, oh, yeah, isn't he? Like his delivery is just Yeah. It's just brilliant. I think but it's quick thinking as well. There was a um obviously we all kind of know about the the corner against Barcelona, but there was a um there was a do you see the throw he did and it caused a bit of confusion and Firmino ended up having was it Firmino I think got on the end of it he tried he, th- sure. th- he threw a long uh quite a quick long throw into the box I think he was aiming for Mane but the ball bounced over and then Firmino had a chance right in front of the goal and the keeper just stopped it like on the line but. That type of quick thinking as well. He's got in his locker, which is, I think is uh, Do you think, another asset to like, his game. With his defensive like frailties, with like the reading of the game, do you think... I've just got a feeling, if he doesn't get that soon, I don't think he'll ever will. I don't think he'll be able to add that to his game. I don't know. He's, he's only... Oh, is he 21? Because we've he got did. to remember, he's not natural... A natural defender, is I was going to say, wasn't he? He was a midfield player. He was a midfielder, yeah. Yeah, as a young player. And you can tell, like, his tech, you can tell he's worked on his technique. And that's what he's probably put a lot of hours into. And the thing is, as well, like, the way we play, you can imagine in training, there's probably not a lot of emphasis on this. I'm sure there is to a degree, but, like, defensive shape is probably not at the forefront of what we work on. It's probably more. At the end of the day. It's probably more like what we do the last with, with the ball, do you know what I mean? And, and yeah. you know, push everyone up and stuff. So, I don't know. I think I I think Klopp will know that that's where teams are targeting. He'll be working with Trent on it. I think Henderson's good for him in that sense as well, though. I think they do work well, even though they did fuck up a bit for the goal because I think Henderson rushed over a little bit too much. Yeah. But he is good a lot of the time when he, he, he does protect him a little bit I think he does double up at times and, and help him and the way Henderson is as well um, as a captain he, he gives him a bit of he does give him a bit of stick you can see like and I think that's good to like keep him on his oh yeah on his toes as well um, any of the Spurs players like did any stand out for you good or bad I thought Son he's probably at the minute Spurs best player yeah hit the bar twice he, he's always full of running yeah, like for me, the big I one... looked at their team on paper enough for just thought like at the start of the game, and I look at someone like Deli Ali, he doesn't oh, worry me. I know what's happened. To do, you know, do you know when he, you, th- you think how how his stock has um oh, has t- dropped oh, so much over the last few years? There was a, I think was it like two three years ago? I'm sure he got like twenty goals, didn't he, in a season? And people were comparing him to like Gerard Lampard in terms of the figures he was getting. But he just, you know, there was no impact that he made on that game whatsoever. I, the way they played restricted a lot of 
what they can do. I think if someone like Ericsson was forced back a lot of the time, which doesn't play to his strengths. I agree with what you're saying about Son. I think he he's a really good player. I don't understand why they don't play Lucas Moura more often. Yeah, That's a, still a mystery to me why they didn't start him in the Champions League final. I think he's a, a, a threat that they should well, be using more. they got them there as well, remember? In that semi-final. Yeah, his goals exactly, yeah. Because um, Son had that chance as well, didn't he? Um, to make it 2-0. Yeah. Which was quite... You could argue you could have scored, but it was a little bit unlucky as well. Mm. Um, so I, I think I think Son would be the one you would say was Spurs. Was, do you think threatening. top four too far for them this season? The way they perform. Oh, we we've spoken about them on like on the podcast uh, previously, haven't we? And said there's definitely I think there's definitely something like fundamentally wrong in like the dressing room or something there. It seems to have gone stale. And. Mm. Um, you know who they've got next? No, but you're going to tell me, aren't you? Everton. Oh, yeah. I did see that, actually. Oh, so that's an easy win for Tottenham, isn't it? Oof. Well, well relegation six-pointer. Yeah, yeah, possibly. But, um, well, well, let's move on to Everton. And uh, So, yeah, the game week 10 results. We'll start with Everton getting beat by uh, Brighton, uh, 3-2. Um yeah, Everton. Everton looked looked good. Um, looked good for the for the win, and then yeah, they just um, it all went bad for them. Um, two one up. Uh, I, I think, think he's got to be close to the um, the trap door. Close to the exit door. Yeah, no, yeah. isn't he sober? Was it five defeats in the last four defeats in the last five? Was it five defeats in the last six? Yeah, because obviously the it's one a lot against of West Ham, but yeah, it's whichever way you put it, it's yeah. a lot of defeats. Um, yeah, th- there was the VAR peno um, for the second for Brighton second to equalise. Yeah. Um, it was Keane um, standing on Connolly, mm-hmm. and I think I think it was right um, the right call by the uh, VAR, um, and a massive win for Brighton again, and um, it it just like. It knocked Everton's confidence after that West Ham game because I'm sure after that they thought, yeah, we'll turn this around now. We'll get back-to-back wins against Brighton. And, um, yeah, didn't come to uh, fruition for them. Uh, we move on to Burnley against Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea coming out victors, 4-2. Um, yeah, they really, like, really battered Burnley and Burnley don't tend to get battered. Um, Burnley did get two goals back, but the, you know, the, ga- the game the was gone. Trick. I know what you they're think gonna, of him. They're gonna get top four, aren't they? Chelsea, I think. I'm more, oh, more yeah. convinced. Yeah, but like, you know, as each week goes, and we see the likes of Tottenham, Arsenal, United struggling, mm-hmm. and the way Chelsea are playing, they started off a bit stuttery, didn't they? But there's a good energy about. Um, their team, they've got the youth in the team, and yeah, they seem to be seem to be turning out some uh, some good results yeah, as well. Strong so I think they're, they're in a good position to yeah. To get a little to. note on that game, actually, uh, VAR um, it showed up the cheats. There was VAR, <laughs> come on. Uh, Hudson Adoy, he uh, got booked for diving. Um, the VAR, I think it was, I think it was for the penalty. 
Um, but yeah, VAR looked at it and it was a clear dive and he got booked for it. So yeah. it was a positive from VAR. I do remember I don't remember thinking it was a clear dive, but Oh it was. It was. <laughs> nobody ever touched nobody touched him. I'll take your word for yeah. it. Um shall we jump on to the Leicester yeah, Leicester result? Um, you know, everybody knows it. Nine nil. Um that was just like a amazing result, wasn't it? Yeah. Like cutthroat from Leicester. Um yeah, can we say Leicester nailed on for Again, top four? I think they got similar to Chelsea in a way. We looking at you looking at the teams who should be competitive for the top four and the top six, and there's a lot there that are like floundering a little bit. They've got weaknesses. Leicester look like they're gonna be, they're gonna be pretty, um, pretty strong. Um, what about Southampton? Are they strong for relegation or? There's a lot uh, down there, isn't there? In the mix. Yeah, I mean that's it's difficult to I think it's difficult to come back from a from a defeat like that as a manager. I think he was generally well received last season, wasn't he? The yeah, exception I liked, was he yeah. did quite well. I liked some of the football. They've not they were started playing. that well this season. Um, obviously they're down at the near towards the bottom. But to get a result like sometimes, you know, it, it's only one result, but the manner of it can really like if he doesn't get results in the well, next couple of games. I think they've got City, haven't they, coming up? I was about to game. say they've got him in the League Cup and in the league, so <laughs> Oh really? To bounce back from getting beat nine 0 by Leicester, how are you gonna do that against Man City? They're tongued. They're absolutely tongued, couldn't they? Um but that yeah, that could be a real damaging uh moment in their in their season. Um West Ham drawn with Sheffield, one all. Yeah, West Ham flattering to the sieve a little bit, having been a few weeks ago I think we're thinking Oh everybody we, was we, we were suggesting, you know, his top six on the cards and things like that, but they, they seem inconsistent. Yeah. And um Well I seen of that game Sheff United like they deserve the draw out of that game at least. Yeah. And you wouldn't begrudge him getting all three points because they did really put in a good performance, uh, considering West Ham were at home as well. Um, I think I said in that uh, Phantom show we did, like after the uh, Everton result uh, for West Ham, they're just too soft for me. I think when they when they are going to face the likes of Sheffield, like Burnley, teams which are up for it, the their players they just haven't got the right mentality for me. Um, Watford Bournemouth, nil yeah, nil. Yeah, to move on. Ball draw. Um, move on. No, I quickly, just you know, made some observations. Thought Watford had um, had a few early chances in the um, no, beginning of the first half. What's that? I said your research can't go to waste. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you can't just brush over. <laughs> um, but like Bournemouth, then they just came into the game, um, and yeah, they 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 had a lot of chances and. Really should have finished. Mm. Should have finished Watford. Put him to the Solanke side. still hasn't scored a goal. No, no. It goes on for him. We need to do a Solanke update every week. Yeah. Still no goals. Get the par- <laughs> party poppers out when he does score. Yeah. Um, Arsenal, Palace, 2 all. You can call yeah, this a VAR match. This was uh, full of talk and points this one, wasn't oh, it? Oh, big time. Um, what did you think of the, um, the goal that got chalked off? That would have made it three two. Yeah, where Chambers fouled Milojevic. Yeah. Um, 
one of them, isn't it? It's like change. The, the problem I've got with that is like we've been fed all this information about <clears throat> the fact that decisions aren't going to get changed, and we kept on saying like, what's it going to take to change the decision? And then all of a sudden, we've got a what we've got a, an incident where, to me, that's like really subjective, and it's getting turned round. Yeah, yeah. And it's like. Hang on a minute. Yeah, it's not clear cut, is it? A second ago, we weren't changing anything, and now something's getting changed. Where it's like you could look at that, like it goes down. You could look at that of, It's just not clear. It, yeah. you know what? Like, I don't know if you analysed it in absolute minute detail and you broke it down. You know, zero point one second frame at a time. You could go. That's a foul. But there's so many factors going into it. There's a, there was three. But that's three because players you're looking. Together. You're looking for the foul. That's the thing. It's yeah. like getting into your head that oh, I've got to look for the foul here. Yeah. And was, for me, Milojovic, he, the, the leg was there, and he just kind of like went over it and dived and. Was, well, well Kale was coming in from the side as well. I just think it, that is that for me would be the epitome of like something that's not clear. That's yeah. not clear, so you can't you can't call it, can you? Yeah. yeah. So um, I, that was that was madness. But the other, um, well, it was a fast start from Arsenal, wasn't it? They went two 0 up. I was saying about Arsenal though. They're so they are like similar to similar to how Tottenham are at the moment as well. They they're just vulnerable and like they're so fragile that they get a good start. I think they were two 0 up within ten minutes or something, oh, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And and then the um, Palace get one back, and then it's like. Oh, with again. that, it was the penner, wasn't it? Um, that was Chambers again, giving it away. Yeah. Being yeah. so hard. What do you think yeah. of that one? Penalty, yeah. Do you think it was nailed on? That was the same again, like, so hard. It just kind of like, oh, did he go yeah. over it a little bit too easy there? Penalty for me. Okay, okay. Um, what? Yeah. Are we going to talk about Granite Jacket? Oh, we've got to, haven't we? You know, the captain of Arsenal. Everything, I, do you know what? Everything about that is just an absolute joke. First of all, him getting the captaincy, joke. Like, <clears throat> the fact that he's been there however many years. And to Isn't me, never I've never seen him have a good game. Yeah. I think he's a... I was going to say he's bang average. I think that that's a compliment. I think he's consistently poor. So, first of all, I don't, see a, like, I don't really see him as a leader either. So, it's not like he's a shit footballer. But he's somebody who can lead in other ways, if you know what I mean. Like that, that doesn't come across. So that first thing, I thought that was a shit decision. Secondly, the fans are absolute gobshites for booing, booing him, which yeah. I think they've done. I think it's the second time now they've done when they've they've booed him off. And then thirdly, him then reacting to it and like doing what he did. Do you know what? There's a part of me that's like. Fuck it, you're getting absolutely fucking pelters. Like you're gonna react, aren't you? But yeah. as the captain, you you know you shouldn't. And then he's he's goading them a little bit, taking his shirt off. So yeah, I just thought from top to bottom that is that's an absolute joke, and it sums up Arsenal in the last few years. I think that where they just everything's a mess, isn't it? Yeah. And they they had it with Koscielny as well, didn't they? Because he was the captain. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then he did that. He did that video club. when he um, signed for Bordeaux when he had the Arsenal shirt on. Yeah, yeah. It's you know they've got people at the club who are just I don't know they're not they're not the right characters are they? They're not the type of people who should be given the responsibility of captain in the club. But I also think the fans are fucking shite as well. <clears throat> to you know, 
I don't, I don't know if it's different. I think we're getting to a different age now. Maybe where like things are changing and you know. Oh people... come on! In your in your like lifetime as a Liverpool fan, have you ever? No, like... what I mean is like a different time of like we're in this this world now of like social media and YouTube and that stuff where people like seems to want to express an opinion and yeah. become over opinionated. And I don't know whether that's got anything to do with it, but. You know, you and I, like, when we go to um, a Liverpool game, like, I've, whenever, I've always come up with that mentality of you go, if you go to the game, you're there to support the team. Yeah. You know, no matter what, we've had a lot of shit players, like... Oh, don't get me wrong, like, I've played for Liverpool. I've, you know, watched Liverpool and gone, oh, he's shit him. But I would never dream of, like, him being subbed off and going, boo, boo, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I'd never, I'd never, I'd never think of doing that. Yeah, you, you just don't. No, that's, that's. And you know what? Even if it did, to be other people round you going, "What are you doing? You're an idiot. You yeah. don't boo your own player." But obviously, it are. So. Yeah, it's just a different fucking. It's a different tie. Like it's one of the things that in football that does disillusion me so much. Like that type of thing. People like on the fucking phones recording the game. Oh, we had a rant about this on the Phantom Show, didn't you? Was it the last no, one? It was the last one. one when we were yeah. getting when we were drawing and then fans had the phones out recording. Smike, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like where's that where's that come from? Like I just uh, I don't know. It just pisses me off that. Yeah. But yeah. Um it'd be interesting to see what, what, what they do with him because nothing's been said today. Like he hasn't come out and apologised or yeah. anything, has he? So. Which you would have thought would be the minimum of him to do as yeah. a captain to come out and yeah. make an apology. But yeah. we'll see. Um, well, they can always just do a captain pick again like they did. Pick from five, wasn't it, or something. So whoever was second, maybe it was Ertzel. Right, <laughs> let's move on to uh, Norwich against United. Another defeat for Norwich um, and a win for Man United. Um, yeah, since like beating City, Norwich have just looked shocking. Um, They've been unlucky with a few injuries, but they're, like, they're definitely like my favourites to go straight back down. Um, I think that's like the easiest win United will probably get all season as well. What I've seen in that performance. You must be shit if United are putting three goals past you. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, United. Um, yeah. Is that the first away win for United? If they won one since. There was that stat, wasn't there, that they hadn't won away since PSG away in last season? Wow. And I think have they won one recently away or have they not? Because that was like definitely I think recent. you could be right there. That was definitely a stat that was getting banded about. I think you could um, be right because after that PSG game, that's when he got his contract. I'm sure it was because he played Newcastle and I think that got mentioned. Yeah. And then ever since then they've yeah, just been yeah. poor. But there was a couple of VAR ones in there as well, wasn't there? Like hmm. Yeah, didn't think that first one was, but yeah. Let's move on. Uh oh yeah, the pen the pen uh, the handball. Was no, I thought one? the handball was a penalty. Yeah. But the other one, I thought he uh, that James um was trying to be a bit clever and just kinda like lent into the challenge. Oh uh, yeah. I think it was a penalty. Yeah. Um yeah, and we go on to Newcastle against Wolves. Um one all. why Sky chose this game to broadcast, I don't know. Um not a lot of football on show and I wa- I watched most of that game. Mm. Um yeah, Newcastle. Did you just find it? You know, I found uh, funny watching that game was uh, 
was Triore and that's San Maximan. They're quite similar, aren't they? The way that they ro- they get yeah. it, and they're very raw. They're quite yeah. exciting, but like the end product sometimes leaves yeah. a, a bit to be desired. Yeah. But like it was quite funny what there was a spell in the second half of about five minutes where Triore had the ball, and he would try and run past like two or three players. And then that Saint Maximan will have the ball, and then he'd try and do the same. And it was just like, yeah. it was watching it. It was like school playground, you know, when like somebody like yeah. thinks they're better than everyone else, yeah. just trying to just run around everyone. everyone. Yeah, but like, uh, I had to look after the game because I was like, sure, Newcastle, they haven't scored more than one goal in the game. And I had a look afterwards, and it was right. Um, and you can see why. They're just really poor. And it showed like how poor Wolves are as well this season. Well, they've drawn a lot though, Wolves, haven't they? They should have won that. Like, to me, it would, I didn't. Um, I didn't watch the start of the game, but I watched. I watched the majority of it. But it seemed to me like in the first half they didn't get going at all, and it was only second half when they they turned up a little bit and. They come out I with the stat that that was their twentieth game this season. Yeah, no, if you're. I team. still think I think the city. If you look at even the city game where they won there, like I think they're a good enough team to be. Um, they're gonna finish mid table to, to climb a bit higher. I I think yeah, yeah they'll like finish. Yeah. a lot. Um, and yet we'll finish on the city against Villa game, which um coincides with our next fixture, which is um Villa away. Um, yeah. City winning three 0 uh, comfortable enough win for City. Um, what I've seen of it, especially the first half, like Villa did, give a good account of themselves. Yeah, they did defend well, and they did actually try and break a few times. Um, but then yeah, Sterling gets that early goal in the second half, and um, yeah, they just kind of ran away with it. Really, City in the end, um, they bossed it. Um. Yeah, with Villa then in mind being our next game, um, what do you think? Are we just going to roll them over, or would it be quite a tight one? I don't know. It's you, I feel like you ask me this question every week, and I'm just like, yeah, we'll win that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like there isn't any. It's only Man City in the league we look at, and you think we've got to talk about the games, you know, Matt. We can't just go, yeah, Liverpool is going to win this. Let's move on. Let's try and keep it short as possible for the listeners. The um, the City are the only team I think in the league we look at and go, that'll be a tough game. (laughs) Well, that's what it's like, though, isn't it? Like, and it's showing in in the results that we're getting. Like, playing Villa away, like, doesn't. You know, we're not going to lose any sleep over that. So, you know, I don't know if you asked you, but... Well, is there anyone to fear from Villa? Any players who stand out for Grealish is obviously um, doing quite well, isn't he? But, um, no, not really. No? No? Okay. Right then. Um, So, yeah, we've got Villa then um, on Saturday, uh, 3pm kick-off. If you, got, um, if you got that right, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely right. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think we're done there then. So, finish on our fantasy football. Yeah. How we got um, on? I so actually played I a think, wild card. Oh, did you? Yeah. I, I think, think it paid off slightly, like, because I did have um, Bednarak and Cantwell in my team before it 
did the wild card, so minus whatever Bednarak. Oh really? Got, like so, yeah. I'm glad I made the changes. You took there. him out. Took him out. Took out uh, Pope as well, Nick Pope, keeper. Um, yeah, took out Cantwell, and made some like, made some like changes on the bench really to like basically two players who who were out on loan or injured, just to try and like get some more money in the bank. So um, I brought in Allison, um, who got me three points, yeah, and then uh, kept with Trent, but he only got uh, he only picked up one point. Yeah, um, brought in Mendy. He got an assist, so he got me six. Got in um, Rico, uh, another man of the match before. Sorry, uh, kept with Rico. Sorry, yeah. but um, another man of the match performance from Rico. So he got me five. Uh, I brought in Loughton for. Um, remember who I brought him in for I brought in Mendy for Bednarak and Loughton for Feminia yeah, from Watford, Watford yeah. Uh, but yeah with Burnley getting beat 4-2 he, only, he uh, got me zero uh, took out Cantwell and brought in uh, Dan James for United um, and he so got me bad. assist so um, United have actually got a fairly good run of fixtures uh, coming up so yeah, the um, opposition. <laughs> uh, Mane got me five. Uh, captain was De Bruyne, so he got me twelve. Um, yeah, with that got with well with that game against Villa, uh, they actually first give it to De Bruyne as a goal. What free they, kick? What what have they given? So they've given they give it on fantasy football. Um, an assist. So what so was the official? David Silva, did they? Yeah, I don't know. They were quite. They kept going back and forth over that. I I've seen on the replay. I didn't think he tossed it. I don't. Honest. I don't either. No. But yeah, he got me twelve. I brought in Aguero. Hey ho! He got yeah. me one coming off the bench. Yeah. Uh, Abraham. Poor, poor got, decision. Though. I know. Got me five, but we don't know. Got Southampton next. We never know. And then the big scorer, um, like everybody else was, um, well, anybody else who picked yeah. him was Jamie Vardy, twenty. So that gave yeah. me 64 points and it pushed me into um, the league that we're in, into second. Vardy's done the business there, hasn't he? I was thinking of anybody had, obviously Vardy, you know, Vardy was a standout there from that, that 9-0. Um, so the average was 49 points, wasn't it? I actually, this was a pretty good week for me considering because I've been continually oh, yeah. going under average, but I got 52, which was just over it. Um. I've got to get off this Norwich bandwagon now because Pukki is just not doing anything, is he? Uh, he hasn't scored since the City game, I think. So, still got him, him in there. But um, other than that, notable I signed Chu from Leicester, got yeah. the the clean sheet. Um, Sterling was my was my captain. Uh, obviously got a goal. Yeah, big uh, points so Twenty two points there. Got got the bulk of those. Had Mane. Uh, obviously won the penalty. Mason Mount I brought back in as well. Uh, I did have him for a bit and then I took him out when he got injured. So got him back now. Uh, Tammy Abraham got an assist as well. Uh, didn't score. Uh, so he got he got five points. So yeah, 52 points, which isn't brilliant, but considering... It's an improvement, isn't it? It's an improvement because I've been struggling a little bit. Um, trying to get rid of some of this some of this dead would I think it's a it's a long term transitional phase I think yeah because you did play your wild card which you? <laughs> yeah bringing in Pookie as well when, wasn't um, it on that 
went went a bit too early perhaps with that. But yeah, so Pookie, I think, I think he's got to be for the chop. Unfortunately, uh, I've been holding out with him because I keep looking at their fixtures and think I was even looking at United at home and thinking, the way that they're going, Norwich have got a chance. They're getting a couple of goals, and I thought there's a chance of him scoring, but. Yeah, he's not doing it, so yeah. I think um, it's always next nice week. Think Pookie for the chop. Right then, um, that covers everything. Um, so yeah, um, we'll be back after the Villa game for game week eleven. Um, touch wood, fingers crossed. This is yes. recorded. This one makes it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye from me. Otherwise, the producers sucked. Oh, shot more like hung, drawn and quartered. Right. Bye from me. Cheers. <laughs>